0: I'm just gonna tumble children. down and just
1: destroy all these kids. We should both do it at the same time. Not like in the same room, but. Do you it. feel guilty about that? I feel pretty guilty about it. Yes. Yeah, so um,
0: <laughs> they were like, uh,
1: we might have to amputate your hands. I still remember First Sergeant looking at me like, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you damn liar. I want to give a quick update. So. On a previous episode we talked extensively about knives and that you like to carry one every day Mm -hmm. everywhere you go it's like a wallet like wallet keys knife right um i started doing it because you you uh you suggested that i try like a 30-day challenge with it Mm -hmm. and it's been about a week so far i've carried the knife with me every day and i have a report okay so the report is i like it (laughs) nice i like it um I've, I, I actually, I documented all the things that I've used it for in the last week. There's not a lot, but there's a few. Okay. Um, a pack of chicken thighs when I was cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, just do
0: the quick sh- around the uh, edges.
1: Yeah. And it's like there was a kitchen knife, you know, someone, somewhat nearby, but not as close as my pocket. Mm-hmm. So that was just... Convenient. efficient yeah very convenient uh, a pack of cards some playing cards uh, exploding kittens it was like a fresh pack yeah and my girlfriend was trying to open it with like her nails and stuff and i was like oh no no no!" And i got really excited i was like no, no no don't open it she was like about to open it i was like no no she's like what and i like, pulled out the knife and i felt so cool i felt like i was like there's a have learned there's a level of satisfaction for having that tool when nobody else has it oh yeah it's like i'm the man right now mm-hmm. you know and she was like i, I could have just opened it but, but it just made me feel good it, it makes it satisfying. Good. It's very satisfying. Yes. Um, which I wasn't expecting. And then the other thing was uh, there was a loose thread coming off of her skirt. We were mm-hmm. about to go out, and there was just, the, the thread was just I don't know how it got so long. It was like longer than her skirt. And I was like, "Stay there." I just whip out the knife, and she's mm-hmm. she's still not used to it. So she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, it was "Just just stay still." And I just like got it. I'm already a believer. You haven't. Opened, I'm already a believer. You
0: haven't opened any boxes with it.
1: You know, I actually haven't gotten really any packages okay. since then
0: because that's that's. That's one of the, the main...
1: That would be... Yeah. Yeah. I think since I've slowed down the tech stuff, I just don't get as many things in. Okay. But um, there, there was... I did have an opportunity to open it, open one package, but Mail Thief. I got stolen. No. I got robbed. Yes. That
0: never happens.
1: I know. It's crazy. I Because uh, I ordered a book. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually a book on how to not be a shitty stand-up comic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was delivered. I checked my... my the time... You know, my, my camera's... Saw the delivery guy, the postal man, mm-hmm. put it in my mailbox. And then when I went to go check on it, like a day later or whatever, it was gone.
0: Wow. You didn't you didn't uh, get into the footage and try to spot the, the thief? I tried to,
1: but I didn't find it. Yeah. Um, but uh, and, and also, I think he did it at night uh, when, yeah. when it's just not as clear. Yeah, you can't see as much. Yeah. And, and it's like too far away where, well, I don't want to give too much about how my security cameras work. But ultimately, I wasn't able to see. Spot him. But I was on the neighbors app and there were reports in my neighborhood of a male thief. Probably Mm. the same guy. It was like down the street from me. Someone was like, someone stole a package off my doorstep. I was like, that
0: tracks. That's that's interesting because that's that's a new thing. Your your neighborhood has been pretty safe on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a it's a nice neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I think once you get south of a certain street that's down below, it gets a little rougher. Yeah. And I think maybe some bad actors have caught on like oh like the houses up there have nicer stuff in their mailboxes yeah let's go up there and steal
0: might want to consider uh teaming up, teaming up with some neighbors to set up a sting operation yeah that'd be kind of interesting huh that'd be kind of cool i'm such a bitch though <laughs> i'm such
1: a pussy i'm such a pussy because i'm like then what happens if like because then they know where i live and they're like well f- this guy we're gonna retaliate and then break into his house and steal his tv or whatever
0: no, it's just it's just uh, like a neighborhood watch thing where you're like, yeah. oh, the guy is spotted. All right, everybody muster. you're yeah. ready to move out in five minutes. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Or you know, just get a glitter bomb, make a glitter bomb, put it in there. Okay. Hopefully, they never come back. Yeah. Or they just you know tag up my house and just throw a brick through my window. Hmm. I don't know. It's it's dicey, man. It's like, do you do you want to open that door? Like start, yeah, start a war with, with someone who has less to lose than you do.
0: Maybe, maybe time to start thinking about, uh, doing signature required for your more valuable things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I could do that. Fortunately, it was just this, you know, $12 book, $12 book. Um, so it wasn't that bad, but
0: yeah, it's the first time it's ever happened. That's, that's, that's kind of, that's a bummer, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Porch, porch pirates are scum. Yeah. It's uh, I hate, I no. hate how desperate people are. Have you cut yourself? Mm. with that knife.
1: No, I haven't, actually. Okay, good. Yeah. I know it's probably just a matter of time. Like, how often does it happen with you?
0: Not that often anymore, but I've been messing with knives for 15 years, so. Yeah, right. I I learned I'm not a good cutting board.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) you learned that lesson quick. Like,
0: I was like, hey, I want to see, I just sharpened my knife. I'm going to cut through a piece of of, uh, cord and with your hand behind it with my fingertip as the backstop
1: yeah not, not
0: my brightest moment
1: it's that false sense of confidence like i have enough control over this mm-hmm. to not nick myself and then
0: whoop i do have i do have a number of scars that i can i can attribute to knife related injuries but yeah they're they're all pretty old i haven't uh, tried to catch a throwing knife in a long time right you're, you're a seasoned knifer by this point, uh, more or less, yeah.
1: I actually have a lot of nicks and stuff uh, and scars on my hands too, but most of them are from case fans.
0: Oh yeah, no, there's there's always yeah. there's always sharp PC c- case fans components. Or do you ever find the the like the sides of the case to be sharp? Um, maybe with some of the really cheap cases where they mm-hmm. don't like roll the edges
1: of the metal. Yeah, and those can be a little unsafe. I've never cut myself on one okay. as far as I remember, but usually the cases I work with are. Quality enough where there's nothing super jagged okay um but it is concerned with like some of the more you know budget stuff
0: well look i look forward to further updates on your on your knife yeah uh, utilization and enjoyment
1: yeah although i will say i haven't been carrying a flashlight i still haven't looked around my house for the one that you gave me a while back mm-hmm. um i feel like that one is somewhat is, is probably not going to be as useful to me as as the The knife, because I have a light on my phone, even though it's not the greatest light, yeah, um, it is light and it does help sometimes. Um, I always forget that I have a
0: flashlight on my phone.
1: I'm sure you do. Like when you have a way better one on hand, it's like, why, why use this garbage thing? Yeah. But but maybe I'll I'll get around to that as well. But the knife is going well. I'm very happy with it. Thanks for suggesting it. Nice. We have a new segment on this show today, toxic traits. I added this channel to the Discord server and people were very quick to uh, jump in there tell and tell us how it. how horrible they are. Um, so thank you guys. Christian. I leave everybody on red until they ask why. That's that's, that's aggressive.
0: That's fairly toxic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like why would you why would you want to be friends with somebody who you text and they just never reply until right. they ask well, what's up? Yeah. Hey, are you are you okay?
1: Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, what the reason, I'd like to find out more about this guy and ask why he, he does that. Is it just he hates texting? Because some people are just anti-text. I, I
0: can see that. Um, but but even if that's the case, like, if you get a text and you're just like, I don't want to text, you can try to call the person. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, hey, let's have a conversation.
1: Yeah, or just let people know, like, I don't text. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need to get a hold of me, this is how to do it. And instead of just not, them not, on not responding
0: yeah okay I, I, I'll, I'll rate that one uh, 7 out of 10 toxic
1: 7 out of 10 toxic that's pretty high I would get I would get eh, actually but it is kind of a dick move if he just does it constantly yeah that's probably a 7 that's a good 7 Deeth I'm half deaf but I am fully selectively hearing everything my wife says
0: um they're actually hat like Hearing impaired. Yeah. Hearing impaired. But he, I mean, you don't, you don't have to be hearing impaired to use selective hearing with your wife. Right.
1: But I'm guessing he just uses that as oh, the excuse. okay. Like, sorry, uh, sorry, honey, I didn't hear you. I'm half deaf. Remember when really he did that's hear That's
0: a it. good excuse. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's convenient. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. convenient to have, be hard of hearing, but in that case, right. in that case, I can see it being utilized productively. Right. And
1: his wife, his wife has to have caught on by now, right? Like, how come you only, you never hear me say, take out the trash, but you always hear, do you want to have sex or whatever? You know, it's like, it's gotta
0: be obvious at that point. I mean, if he plays, plays his cards close to his chest, he can probably get away for it, with it for a while. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to
1: rate that a three out of 10. Um, smash all pots. Anytime someone vents to me about their issues, I just try to fix fix it or give them a solution even when they don't want it.
0: I that's can, that's can relate to this. That's classic man behavior. Yeah, because I learned this a while back. when you're in a relationship, well, I guess or whoever it is, but especially especially problematic in a relationship, when your significant other is venting, my understanding is they just want to be heard and validated. Exactly. But it's really hard to do that unless you're really conscious about it, unless you're really focused on it. As, as a man, you're just like, you have problems. Let's troubleshoot this. Let's find some solutions. Right. And And you have the
1: best intentions, you know, you're just trying to be helpful. Right. But, but the last thing they want. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And it pisses them off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so if you're just hearing this for the first time, practice, if your significant other is, Venting to you about something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go, ooh, let's go into problem-solving mode. We'll fix this together, honey. Yeah. No, it, it, it very well may be that you just need to practice active listening. Yeah. Let them get it out, make them feel heard, make them feel validated. Right. And And if you're feeling compelled to try to find a solution... Keep keep that in your back pocket. Come back to it later and be like, hey, I remember you were talking about this the other day, and I had this idea. You know, right. Bring it up and when they're in a different mindset.
1: Exactly. Yeah, because they're not they're not seeking answers in that moment. They're seeking comfort. Right. And understanding. Right. There's a great episode from Parks and Rec where Andy's trying to talk to his girlfriend. No, no, no. it was uh, Chris. Chris Traeger is um, talking to his girlfriend, and she's got all these complaints, and she's you know uh, miserable, and he's just trying to fix everything, and then he he's like. She gets pissed at me every time, and then his coworkers are like, "Just say that sucks." Next time she complains or bitches about something, just say that sucks. And so, like, there's this great scene where she like comes back from work and she's pissed off, and he's like, "That sucks," and she's like, "I know, right?" <laughs> it's, like, <laughs>
0: it's so good. It's so true. It's that's that's an oversimplification, but yes. it's not it's not useless. It, yeah, it can work. Yep, hundred percent. Um, so I don't I don't I don't know. I guess I guess. It seems like he's conscious of doing that, like not, not being, not being willing to make the sacrifice of being an active listener and and listen to them. vent. it's just like, you have problems, you're talking to me, let's come up with solutions. Right. And then that I'm imagining that that helps to (laughs) keep people from bringing their problems. Yeah. (laughs) Because <laughs> yes. they know they know they're not going to get the validation and listening that they want. Right, they're just going to get solutions, which is what they don't want. Yeah. So, it's almost like building boundaries, which yeah, uh, is is maybe not the most diplomatic way to do it. But I, I I think building social boundaries like that, where people are you know just trying to take your time and attention, right, and you rebuffing them is is actually a positive thing
1: yeah i mean honestly it's like you know I've, I've had my fair share of therapy and stuff in the past and you know i think i always go into it thinking or hoping that they'll just give me answers or fix my problems and they never do really they just kind of like you know make you talk to the wall and, and and sort of bounce it back to you but then you always feel better afterwards even even though they didn't provide any kind of solutions and you're still just kind of in this rut you just feel better that it's a weight lifted off your shoulders and that you had a listening ear yeah someone that genuinely seemed to care with about what you had to say
0: and if it's a good therapist they'll give you insights into like hey maybe you should think about why you feel that way exactly yeah whatever right so it's it's worthwhile definitely
1: i like that one yeah i would give that one like a two out of ten for toxicity yeah because the intentions are pure it seems
0: yeah it's just there's probably a more diplomatic way to do it but that's what they that's the solution they chose right
1: this brown geek, whenever Facebook tells me it's someone's birthday, I use that as a reminder to reassess whether I still want them on my Facebook. I deleted about twenty five people from my friends
0: list so far on their birthdays. That's I, I don't know if that's toxic. I mean, that's just pruning. Yeah. Like like right. you only have you only have the attention to deal with so many people. Right. Um and I, I can't directly relate because I haven't done anything with Facebook in like close to a decade yeah uh but if facebook is the thing for you and it's it's a you know utility for you communicating with your friends and staying in touch and everything and you 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 know when somebody's birthday comes up it's they're up for review right and they don't make the cut and you delete them yeah then there's probably some thought that goes into that like hey has You know, have I heard from this person in the last year, or do I do I care to correspond with them? Right. No. Well, then purge.
1: Yeah, I think it's healthy, honestly, to sort of just trim the things in your life that don't really serve you, don't serve any purpose. Especially if you're posting publicly on Facebook all the time, you don't want just because eventually sometimes people become strangers. You know, people that you knew become strangers again. You go Mm -hmm. five years without talking or whatever. You're like, I don't know if I want all these random people that I used to talk to. Seeing every single thing I post, right? Um, it's totally that's it totally valid. Um,
0: it's just funny that you you, you ax them on on their birthdays, you know. That is, I mean, I guess that's that's just uh, that's just a, a them taking advantage of the reminder of like, hey, it's somebody's birthday. Okay, they're up for review, right?
1: Or it's like when Netflix will say, "Are you still watching this show?" That's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> basically that when their birthday yeah. notification yeah. pops up.
0: I I I mean. If you think of it as toxic, then so be it. But I don't I don't really see the toxicity there.
1: Yeah, I know. you're clear. Uh, a bowl of awesome. After growing up being surrounded by self-serving toxic relationships, I keep a mental checklist of every time I've helped someone out when there was no benefit for me. If for whatever reason that person tries to gaslight me and accuse me of being selfish if I say, uh, say no to something, I'm armed with everything I've ever done for them, for nothing, without asking for anything in return. Then I burn every bridge with them and cut them out, out of my life. Wow. Um that definitely seems like a result of yeah, like he said, just being surrounded by leeches toxic people. Yes, exactly. He's he's had to build that defense mechanism up that's, around him.
0: That's a a really impressive uh strategy for cutting toxic people out of your life. So it's it's not so much that it's a toxic trait, it's a it's a counter counter toxic right. trait. Yeah. I'm on board with that. It's like, like
1: he's got a built in toxic radar. Yeah. And, but while, while I don't find that behavior itself toxic, it sounds exhausting. Like to have to have that, to feel like you have to take that mental log of everything that you've done for someone, Mm -hmm. because then that means that there's this constant anxiety or fear or worry that they're going to you over at some point, or that you're going to have to use these weapons, you know, in your arsenal to always feel like your walls are up and like everything's on thin ice.
0: It does seem like a lot of work. Yeah. But it's something that I think if if it's maintained eventually becomes very low effort because you've yeah. you've cut the there there are some people who attract I for lack of a better word, leeches. People who will just yeah glom onto you and take your time, take your attention, take your Take advantage of your generosity. Yeah.
1: It's usually when you're really generous and you yeah. just, you, you're kind, people will yeah. step on that for and,
0: sure. And so this is, this is somebody who's had the self-awareness to go, I can't, I can't allow that to drag me down and I have to, I have to purge it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully you have to, you see that
1: you're having to do this less and less as you weed out more bad seeds. Right, you just kind of left with you know a sort of core, kind of more intimate, close circle of of people that uh, that are cool. Yeah. Any toxic traits of yours, of your own, Mister Ian? Mm. I didn't think about this beforehand. I'm trying. I'm struggling to. I'm so. I'm just so perfect. I can't. <laughs> I
0: can't even think of one. I don't think I have a lot of ways that I affect other people in a negative way. It's like, if it comes to toxic traits, it's usually me versus me. Yeah, right. Um, I
1: feel like I'm about the same way. I do feel like I'm not good at keeping in touch with people. Like, even, like, really close friends. hmm. Like, I feel like I'm really bad at um, checking in.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay.
1: Sending a text or, like, hey, you have time for a call. You know, it's been, like, six months since I've spoken to some friends or whatever. Like, really close friends that when we get together, it's like a day hasn't passed. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like they'll always be my friends, but I'm just, and they'll check in with me. A lot of them will check in with me and I'm like, I should do that more. I should just do it. Period. Do you feel
0: guilty about that?
1: I feel pretty guilty about it.
0: Yes. Yeah, um, Cause yeah. I have, I have friends and I have family, um, like ex- especially extended family that I could keep in touch with and could, you know, communicate with regularly. And I just don't. And, and, I feel really guilty about that.
1: Yeah, I, I do feel like it's it's something that I I feel like I should dedicate a certain amount of time each week to that. You know, like I dedicate a little bit of time for going on hikes or for mm-hmm. for work and for sleep. There should be some part of my week that involves just re reconnecting with some of those people in my life. Um, that might working be... on it. Working on it.
0: Yeah just put a put a 2 hour block on your schedule sometime yeah. in the week.
1: That was Toxic Traits. That's that's all for that one. Um really good stuff guys. Keep keep it coming. Again, that's uh one of the channels in the Discord server. Link in the description below. Next up, we're bringing back quirks. Just a few of them here, just a two or three that I wanted to point out. Quirks are always fun. We've all got them. This one's from Frempy. He said, "When doing the dishes, I can't stop doing them midway through." I always have to finish the dishes without any stops or breaks. This has caused some burnt dinners in the oven and microwave beeps.
0: Hmm. That sounds like somebody who has been conditioned to hand wash dishes instead of using a dishwasher or doesn't have a dishwasher.
1: Ooh, that's an interesting point because Because, I'm sort of the same way. Like mm -hmm. I I don't like, and I think what it is, cause I, and I never grew up with a dishwasher either. Um, but I also think that when you're washing dishes, at least for me, it feels like, it's something that you get into the momentum. Uh, you start building momentum, and you don't yeah. want to break away from yeah, it. Yeah, you get in the zone. You get in the zone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it, and it's a, you know it's a pain. It's like you have to like dry your hands and then get them wet again afterwards. Yeah.
0: Um, kind of that, that's a negative quirk. Because yeah. if you can't break if you can't break free from doing the dishes, like, got You got you to be able to multitask. Like like mm-hmm. if I'm cooking, I was taught to do the dishes as you're cooking. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you finish up with a pan, um, you can throw it in the sink, put some soap and some water in there, let it soak for a minute. And yeah. then when you have another break, you right. come back to that and you clean it and you right. set it aside.
1: Yeah. It seems like he's very much, uh, with the bulk mentality, he just does it all in bulk at once. Yeah. But if you are that way, then maybe wait till after the meal so that there's not things in the oven or there's not, you know, other things that be tending to. Yeah. You know, cuz that's usually what I'll do. I I'm a bulk washer. I like mm-hmm. to do it all at once after a meal, but I'll do it after I've eaten and there's nothing else going on. Yeah. What about this one from Jeremy? I can't stand having syrup on my eggs. When I have eggs and pancakes, I have to eat my eggs first so they don't get syrup on them. I'm not sure if that's a pet peeve or a quirk.
0: That's uh, ambiguous. Yeah. Uh it could be it could be Little column A, little column B. Right. Um, I will say I despise powdered sugar. Okay. So, like, if I get pancakes or waffles or whatever, and I'll, I usually will tell them don't put powdered sugar on it. Right. And if they do, I'm like, uh, really? Uh, That's an interesting
1: one. I feel like most people don't mind powdered sugar.
0: I I prefer I prefer to to choose. Like, like the I don't want the baseline sweetness up here. Mm. I want it. I want it to be, you know, pancake waffle, whatever it is, and it's pure form. And I apply the syrup. I apply the butter. I choose my 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 sweetness and savory right. and whatever parameters. Yeah. Um, you don't like a
1: little powdered sugar donut.
0: Donuts are different. Okay. Um, but even then, I would I don't like the powdered sugar donuts either right i'll go for the ones with the chocolate frosting or even plain right right right
1: it's it's definitely not my first choice on anything but i i don't even think about it if it's on my pancakes i'll be like okay whatever
0: yeah i don't know why i just i the powdered sugar is just it's like i don't want that i i don't i want control of the variables so you but you won't even get it on the side no no i don't i don't utilize powdered sugar okay
1: You know, powdered, you ever like cough on or like get it it stuck in your throat? Like you inhale some powdered sugar? That's probably my least favorite thing about it. It's not the taste or the sweetness, it's just that I'll just start choking.
0: So, why? Okay, my question is then why do you put powdered sugar on on whatever when you could have just added sugar to the recipe? I honestly think maybe it's
1: a tradition. Maybe it's like an old school tradition or maybe it's just presentation because it looks nice,
0: according to some people i don't know maybe more maybe it's like that thing like like the way that you put like big granules of uh sea salt on the outside of of something Mm, yeah um where it's like you could have brined it but Mm -hmm. you put the salt on the outside because it gives it a nice crust i don't know i think it is
1: a presentation thing yeah because something with powdered sugar i mean it looks like it's just you know a fresh like snowfall just just went on it and it looks it looks pretty pretty classy when it's done right
0: don't like frosty the blow man getting, getting involved <laughs> with my breakfast <laughs> leave frosty out of it yeah oh,
1: okay i admire that i respect that um the adhd squirrel when i'm very focused on doing something i chew on my tongue and sometimes if the focus is prolonged i chew my tongue raw or even to the point of bleeding i may want to invest in chewing gum hmm. the name checks out
0: adhd yep. squirrel yeah i recommend uh five gum Hmm. Um, not because, uh, the advertisements are good, but because it is long lasting and, uh, of a, of a pleasant consistency. Yeah.
1: Um, I do like the five gum. I would do orbit sometimes, but, um, but I'm not much of a gum chewer. I mean, I obviously don't have a problem with chewing my tongue. Um, but this seems to be maybe similar to like nail biting right it's like an oral fixation Mm, type of thing maybe
0: i i i don't know it's it's interesting because i i do know somebody who they do that uh when they're sick like chew on their tongue yeah yeah like like if they're sick they'll they'll like have have a fever or whatever and they'll wake up and their their tongue is just like chewed to to bits
1: I wonder if that's just like a anxiety thing or maybe it's it's almost like a comforting. symptom it's uh, almost like a
0: symptom of of being sick is is there like am I sick or not oh I chewed up my tongue yeah I'm getting sick oh that's so weird yeah that is so weird yeah no that sucks, man um, get some gum or I don't know just practice blowing up balloons I don't know but then like if you chew gum avidly don't you get like
1: jaw problems? Can't it's that like mess up your jaw a little bit if you just chew gum
0: every day, mm. constantly? I don't know. I think I think we would need a an expert on that. Yeah, we need we need an expert witness for that. I'm sure there's
1: an expert watching. There's there's always an expert in the comments. Um, all right, quirks. Any other quirks, any quirks you want to share with yourself? I know we we had a recent episode where we discussed some more of ours, but any come to mind for you? Um.
0: Let's see. Hmm. I don't know. I guess is it a quirk to just pocket check yourself every time you are heading out? Like slap all the pockets, make sure all the gear is there. I think that's just being prepared and double checking. Yeah. I don't
1: know if that's a quirk. Okay. If it's a quirk, it's a good one. Um... How do you sleep? Are you do you sleep on? The, are you a back sleeper or side sleeper?
0: Side sleeper, really? Left or right? Um, mm, ambidextrous, but a lot of times on the right. Um, okay. I, I I guess I tend to sleep toward the side of the bed that I intend to exit. Yeah, same. Um, Which is
1: usually like the one closest to the bath, the side closer to the bathroom. Right. Because I go to the bathroom all the time in the middle of the night.
0: You need to get, you get your prostate checked, man. I probably should. It's about that time. Yeah. Mid-30s. Yeah. No, you don't, go don't, don't sleep on that. That's yeah, true. Literally. And, you know, maybe uh, damaging your dignity, but, uh, you know, worth it long run.
1: Yeah. That's a good thing. Thanks for suggesting that. I, don't I will get my
0: prostate checked. And then we'll report all, back here. All y'all down, out there, if you're uh, mid-30s or later, get that uh, Dr. Logfingers. Yeah um appointment have you gotten your prostate check no okay
1: we should both do it at the same time not like in the same room but you know like that way we can both share our stories with it on the pod (laughs) we should both do it like in the same month and then just one episode we talk about our experience okay okay let me know when you schedule it it'll be entertaining and healthy informative informative (laughs) man um. All right. Weird news. This is just. These are some random news stories I found. Roller coaster was stuck upside down. It's a loop, and it got stuck right inverted. Inverted uh, for two hours. I'd probably get a pretty
0: bad headache from being upside down.
1: I heard like one of the older guys like fainted.
0: Yeah. No. It seems very unpleasant, but survivable. Yeah. Um. I guess I would just probably take. Take the opportunity to take some pictures and videos <laughs> yeah. and just, yeah. just call, you know, call my, my parents and be like, Hey, guess where I am yeah. <laughs> taking some calls. I, I don't know. I don't know how taxing that would be, you know, right. Like physically. Yeah. It could be, it could be fairly taxing. Um, but right. I would probably just chill and be like, okay, well it is what it is. Yeah. I'm just going to have to wait it out. I wonder what like the the vibes were with everybody on
1: board, if if people were freaking out or if everyone was kind of like laughing, you know.
0: Probably initially a lot of freaking out, and then yeah, I guess you know, after a certain number of hours, you probably just start to build a rapport because you're all in the same exactly situation together.
1: Yeah, kind of a bonding moment. Yeah, and this right. is this is uh, unsurprisingly a festival slash fair ride. Ah, yeah. Which I always feel sketchy about
0: as well. You should,
1: if it's a, if it's a ride like that and they're able to set it up and tear it down in 20 minutes, I get a little sussed out.
0: Yes. I remember riding on one of those, uh, festival rides, uh, wearing the Chick-fil-A cow mascot, (laughs) uh,
1: outfit were you there on behalf of chick-fil-a or yeah yeah really i was
0: there i don't remember i was doing some promotional thing and they were just like hey could you ride the thingy and i was just like okay and then i did that and then they're like oh you want to try this other thing and it was like one of those inflatable slides okay where you have to climb up yeah dude with, with a rope with yeah the- yeah yeah basically or like these little uh webbing handholds right I did not have good manual dexterity in that suit. (laughs) You had hooves. Yeah, basically, and I was like, I was like, sort of leaning back and pulling myself up. Yeah. And I got about halfway up, and I look behind me, and there's all these kids just (laughs) just, waiting on you. No, like like climbing up behind me. Oh, okay, okay. There's like a whole line of kids, and I'm like, oh my god, if I lose, (laughs) if I lose my grip on this, I'm just gonna. Yes, I'm just gonna children. tumble down and just destroy all these kids.
1: <laughs> that would have been so good, though.
0: It would have been good, but bad. Oh man! But fortunately,
1: so uh, you had like a cow help, like yeah, yeah, know the full it? the full suit. Yeah. How, what was your visibility like through that thing?
0: Uh, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't too limited. And how hot were you? It was hot. You must have been so hot. Yeah the the, the head had like a little like a case fan in it. Oh, re- oh, that's cool. But the, it was broken. <laughs> oh no! Of it was either, like broken, or the battery was dead. Yeah. So it was always it was always pretty. Like I used to wear that and like go outside on the street, you know, like spin a sign around, you <laughs> that's know, awesome. you know. And Do you then, have any
1: like photo, like photos or video
0: of that? Somebody took a video of me like on that ride. Yeah, I, I never, I never oh, man, got that great. video, unfortunately. That'd be great. But I, 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 when I was doing that, I, like, like just just you know spinning a sign outside the the restaurant I would go back inside take off the outfit yeah go sit in the walk-in freezer and then just <laughs> yeah. there would be like steam rising yes. off of my body <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they actually that, that's actually a thing at like uh at Disneyland yeah they have to regulate the mascot characters right. like they they have a special room for donning and doffing their outfits uh-huh. and then like a a, a special like quick chilling room so they can they can cool off rapidly wow
1: i mean that makes sense yeah they're out there for hours Mm and just the beating sun and 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 dancing around
0: you know goofy having heat stroke in front of you is not going to make for a (laughs) good yeah exactly good day
1: (laughs) (laughs) traumatize some kids in the process exactly oh that's awesome i never knew that you you donned the uh the cow outfit
0: for for chip, chip I did, fly. I did a handful of times, yeah. Were you the designated cow guy? Were you always the cow or would other people do it? I think I, I, think I did a lot of the, the cow work. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember seeing a lot of other people get assigned that duty. They were just a fan of your fan of your performance. Or maybe I was the right build for the suit. Right, yeah, you're <laughs> the only one who fits. This
1: is an art museum in Seoul, Korea. Bananas. There's a banana taped on the wall that was the actual artwork and this random dude just comes by and eats it because he was hungry apparently the article says he skipped breakfast
0: who tapes a banana to the wall and 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 is just like it should stay there right
1: yeah artists Hmm.
0: fancy pants artists this man is pragmatic he's like i'm hungry
1: free banana on the wall this is the most asian thing ever like (laughs) what are you gonna waste food why would you waste food
0: it's perfectly good
1: this guy's got the right idea. I'm, I'm all on his side. And
0: he's just, he's just standing there chowing down. Nobody's, no, you know, security is, yeah, showing up to protect this banana. Yeah,
1: because they're all Asian too. They're like, we get it. <laughs> we were gonna do that if you didn't. <laughs> I mean, honestly,
0: <laughs> like, like, I'm not an art uh, person, but is he taping the he peel? The peel? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And that uh, like
1: becomes the new art piece. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he just, he just like, it was like artception right there. That
0: was, that he was... Out-arted it. It was anarchist, uh, yeah. re revisioning, yeah. re revising of existing art. <laughs> there's a, a couple of it. There's a couple of good videos of people like really f***ing up in, in museums. Like there's this one area where there's a bunch of exhibits all on podiums right mm-hmm. and somebody bumps one of them and it just dominoes i've seen that yes oh, oh. it's it's brutal and then there's this one where it's like a clock museum and then a couple lets their kids just screw with this clock and completely break it and wow. it like falls off the wall and they just walk away god americans i don't know that it was americans it may have been sounds like it
1: was the domino one because she was like taking pictures or, like doing a
0: selfie or some stupid thing like with a phone i mean probably but it was just like a little bit of clumsiness yeah yeah, yeah. but to be fair if you're going to have an exhibit like that you should probably secure those things yeah, to the ground right. and not just have them be able to fall over <laughs> yeah never never underestimate stupidity in france it was the uh it was the one with the pyramid a Louvre, yeah. Uh, there's this there's this famous bronze sculpture of a ballet dancer, mm-hmm. and it has like old 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 fabric like a skirt. And I was I was standing there, like real fabric, actual yeah. fabric, okay. Yeah. And and I remember specifically standing there looking at it, and some some tourists randomly just come up and like start messing with the skirt. They're just oh, like God. feeling it or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like what possesses you, you to do something you like t- that? you don't touch the art yeah exactly. and security came up and, and got on them right away right of course um but i was like wow how how entitled slash ignorant do you have to be to just be like right i can go into a museum with you know hun- you know uh just pr- priceless priceless exhibits century century old things and just touch them filthify them yeah I mean, they should make t- they should make tactile museums. They should have reproductions of sure whatever. <laughs> art. Can you know slap them around? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then, and 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 marking them to the the dummies. Yeah, like yeah. The, the you know
1: inconsiderate tourists. are like right. If you want to like cut Michelangelo's balls for an Instagram <laughs> photo, you know that's that's the exhibit you go to. Go
0: go the replica Michelangelo. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why we can't have nice things, man.
0: Yeah, and then you have protesters who. Will throw paint on painting. Like, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, it seems like they've been targeting paintings that actually have glass mm-hmm, right. covering them, so they're just yeah. throwing paint onto glass. Yeah, uh, or or the same protesters who glue themselves to the streets, glue
1: themselves to streets. Yeah, they'll get like they'll get the like
0: they'll get in a line blocking traffic across the street, and then like glue their hand <laughs> to the ground like the street. And then recently, a couple of them in Germany. I don't know what they used. It wasn't super glue. It was some like quick set concrete or. Right, right. And, and, and <laughs> they were like, uh, we might have to amputate your hands. Have you seen
1: that video of the vegan protesters that go into a farm and they oh, put the shackles yeah. on their necks? Yeah. And then the machine gets turned on and they yeah. all start freaking out because they think they're going to be sent to the butcher.
0: Well, no, they're freaking out because they're going to get like
1: decapitated. Oh, we were like, right. Yeah, Machinery. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, yeah, that's no, I mean, that's I, that's so funny. It's
0: so good. I don't know, like when you have a really strong belief about some social cause and you want to protest it, you can go to the extremes. Yeah, but at some point you're endangering yourself. And I guess I guess some people are okay with like this this cause is worth risking my life for. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's want to be martyrs. Maybe. Yeah. But there's got to be there's got to be a more effective way to reach the audience that you want to hear, you know, your message.
1: Yeah. I think people just go for like the easy route, which is shock and awe, or maybe they have that mentality of like the more bold and dangerous something is the more impact it'll have like, oh, wow, he cares about this issue so much that he's willing to put his life on the line for this. Yeah. There could be some of that. And, and and I get it to a degree because I'm sure that it didn't start they didn't start doing that from day 1 it probably started with like smaller things smaller protests trying to like spread the word and they realized like this isn't changing anything we need to step it up and it sort of escalates
0: protesting against climate change protesting against you know industrialized farming is is futile as i see it because yeah. because if you really if you really want to try to be an agent for change in those things, you have to go play the game. You have exactly. to go get a buttload of money. Right. You have to get a bunch of lobbyists together. Yeah. You have to get a bunch of industry people in on your on your agenda right. and approach it that way. Like
1: you have to make people money. You have to make someone money yeah. in order for that to happen. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like hey we we wanna, you know drive your profit by making your industry less cruel. Well, if you can actually do that, good luck. Yeah. Um, Right. More power to you, but most of the time I don't think that's gonna be effective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's gotta be
1: tough. It's gonna be tough to believe in something that much. Are we just jaded as (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we might be (laughs) Uh, let's talk about one thing we haven't discussed yet are worst injuries. That we that you and I have had. Uh, this is your suggestion.
0: Um, I actually don't have anything that extreme. To yeah, I was going to say <laughs> neither of us are like super athletic. I would say, and you, you go you go
1: sc- snowboarding. Oh, that is true. That yeah, I do have a story about that.
0: Okay, um, couple. Most of my my injuries are either cutting myself. Or <laughs> <laughs> On accident, yeah. not on purpose. Uh, Have you ever needed stitches? Uh, a couple times, yeah. Like, oh, really? Like I, I tried to catch a throwing knife. Intentionally? It was just bad instinct. <laughs> I, it bounced off the target. It was coming right back at me, and I was like, "Oh, I can catch this!" Ow! I've cut myself many times. One time, I was, I was, uh, the the one of the seams on my on my car uh, seat had split. Uh, just the seam, the popped yeah. and all the, all the, the thread was just ruined. And so I took my whole car seat, removed it out of my car and rolled down the upholstery. Like I had to look up YouTube's on how to do this. Whoa. And then I got to the, the seam that was split and I stitched it back together with really, really high strength, uh, thread. Yeah. But in the process of doing that. As I was trying to get like fasteners released, I was using my knife to try to kind of pry something so it'd loosen up. Mm -hmm. And I slipped and sliced myself real good. And it was Sunday, and nobody was around, and it was five forty-five. All the urgent cares clo- oh. all, the, all the urgent care clinics closed at six. And oh, I was shit. like and you had to drive yourself. No, there was no th- there was no seat, there was no driver oh, seat. No in my car. Seat. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So Uber? I was like I was like, I, I thought about that and by the time I thought about that it was too late and I was yeah. just like yeah. this looks like it needs stitches, but I'm gonna wrap it up real good yeah. and just keep on trekking. And, and it, out? it healed up okay damn probably my nose my most notable injuries are uh I broke these three fingers at the same time at the same time i was playing football um on you know asphalt uh at school i was in like i don't know fourth grade or something like tackle football on asphalt it, no it wasn't even a tackle it was just i i I wish my parents had got me sunglasses when I was a kid. Cause I was always, I was always going outside and be like, ah, it's so bright. Yeah. I can't right. it, it hurts my eyes. Right. Um, so anyway, I was, I was trying to play football and, and I just ran into somebody. Okay. I just full on ran into somebody who fell. And as I fell, like my, my hand was like oh. this under my body. Oh God. They weren't f- like flopping around. Yeah. But I was like, I was crying. I was like this hurts really bad yeah and and something's wrong and it took like hours before i could convince somebody to to like actually like take Take you yeah and and so i had to go and get those little finger splints on all three of these fingers good lord and that was coincidentally the time we were learning cursive so when i was supposed to be learning (laughs) cursive i was literally just holding a pencil like this (laughs) your handwriting's all up. oh my handwriting is is actually fucked up from a deeper level which is called dysgraphia which huh. is a medical term for your handwriting looks like shit and there are which mul- is
1: ironically every doctor
0: i the, the irony is not lost on me <laughs> um but there are multiple causes for dysgraphia like poor motor control or um other other reasons why it happens i think I don't know why I have it, but my handwriting is shit. Really? And I can't even read my own writing half the time. Really? It's that bad? It's bad, bad. Um oh, damn. And so I never really learned cursive. I barely learned just standard handwriting. So, because I remember like
1: maybe a year or two ago, you, you gave me a birthday card for my birthday. Yeah. And I was—it was messy. Like the mm-hmm. handwriting was definitely messy. Yeah. But I was able to make it out. So when when you do stuff like that, do you like have to focus on like, all right, yes. I, this must be legible. I need yes, to I'm be, extra take extra care,
0: extra careful. I, have, I write very slowly. Yeah. And it still comes out looking like half-assed. <laughs> yeah, it's still chicken scratch. Yeah. Um, but if I'm writing fast, is game so, over. like yeah. It's not, have you heard uh, Whiplash? No. It sucks. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, okay. So imagine you wake up, and you literally, like, you're on your back, and you literally cannot lift your head forward to get up. You have to turn on your side, oh, and then and then kind of like get off the bed so your head is sort of dangling. Yeah. And oh then God, like like slowly become become upright. Oh, that sounds awful. Putting minimal minimal strain on your neck muscles. Oh,
1: well, I did have some a similar experience to that, but not because of my neck. It was because I had a cracked rib. I had cracked Ooh. my rib, and this was while I was snowboarding. Okay, basically it was it was the last run of of the day, and and you're like I'm gonna go balls I'm gonna out, bomb it. I'm just gonna like just go down as fast as I can, like an idiot. And then I lose control. I kind of spin out, and I land. Hand first. I'm surprised my wrist didn't break. Hand on the snow. And then my elbow went into my ribs. Um, and so all that weight, all my, my my entire body weight of falling went right under my ribs from my my elbow. I'm surprised your arm didn't get messed up. It, it did. <laughs> there was like not a bone protrusion. I don't know what you call it, but it you could see the bone or something was sticking, trying to poke through my skin. Oh, so you probably dislocated your elbow. I think so. But then within an hour it went back in it was fine okay well, i don't know I, what it was but if it works it works <laughs> there happened yeah no shit there happened to be like a medic nearby with like the snow patrol it was like perfect he had like the what do you call it um the little sled and um he happened to be right there and he saw the fall and he rushes over he's like you good i'm like yeah i think i'm all right and i was like you know adrenaline and stuff and i take my jacket off and he's like oh yeah everything's fine you're gonna be all right and then he sees the the thing trying my I don't know my bone trying to stick out and he goes and he starts freaking out he goes whoa 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 okay uh, and he starts radioing. He like <laughs> was like well, we got a situation code whatever three nine. Um, he's like all right just just hop in you know he helps me into the thing, and um, eventually that went back in it was completely fine my my arm my elbow felt fine but then I was feeling all this pain in my my ribs my chest
0: like that showed up later
1: yeah and then I got an X-ray and they're like yep you fractured your rib and that like. I could not get out of bed. Like, laying down, you you couldn't lean forward whatsoever. Yeah. So I kind of had to do this thing where, like, had to, like, turn on my side and then sort of roll up off of the bed. It was very
0: difficult. That sounds sounds similar to having whiplash. Yeah. Because, because there's, like, certain parts of your body where you can't apply strain to them. Exactly. So you have to find a workaround to avoid that. Yeah. And, and like, the... I don't know. Do you wear a cast when you have whiplash at all or no? I wore one of those neck foam things for a while. Yeah. For like several days, just because it it helped. But yeah. But because that's the thing with a rib is that there's not really anything yeah, they can put just, on you. You you can't really do much about it. Yeah. You just got to suffer through it. Yeah.
1: So that was that was probably one of my worst injuries. Uh, I've never broken a bone. I mean, never- that's a fracture, but that's the that's the most any bone of mine's ever broken
0: i uh exploded my toe one time exploded it okay so you ever microwave a hot dog and then yes i have and then the tip of the hot dog just kind of goes
1: Pfft. yeah yeah uh, you microwave your toe <laughs>
0: no no my parents were modeling and i don't remember this at all because i was too young yeah uh but they had this this big steel bar for like scraping up tiles mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. um and it was laying you know against the wall and they were like ian don't touch that now <laughs> famous last at words. some at some point i think my parents probably learned that saying ian don't touch that enticed you more <laughs> was just a trigger for me to go touch it <laughs> yeah uh so they probably they changed their their tactics uh, at some point but anyway i went and proceeded to touch it <laughs> and by doing so uh, i lifted it up and dropped it on my toe at the end, my big toe which just did the hot dog thing yeah <laughs> so i had to go oh, and get God. that stitched up and that's gnarly i can't i like i have to look really close to tell which toe it was mm-hmm. i think it was my right toe yeah like the last time i looked i was like i was looking really close to see like where are the scars from this right right because this is a pretty catastrophic toe splotion so
1: those doctors did a good number on your they did yeah good work
0: and, and I, neither one of my big toes has a has a messed up nail bed, so nice. I I came through that one okay. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it helps that like when you get injured when you're really young like that, you just you just heal like there's, your cells are just freaking yeah champions. There's,
0: there's like a regeneration yeah. modifier, Wolverine. <laughs>
1: yeah, honestly, um, I did tear my ACL or no, my it was my meniscus. Oh, I tore my meniscus another snowboarding incident. I was in high school actually and uh it was the first time i had ever, ever snowboarded i was in a, a class with my mom Ugh. and the first step like the instructor's like all right everyone first thing bend down and strap in your bindings and so i bend down and instantly it just tears <laughs> and i just fall over and i'm like ah and my mom's like what are you doing my mom thinks i'm joking around i'm like mom i can't stand up and she's like what do you mean it's like just stand up." i was like i can't like I, my, my leg is anytime I try to straighten out my leg, it's excruciatingly painful. Mm -hmm. And it it was interesting because this used to happen before this, leading up to this for years, every now and then when I would bend down, just Mm -hmm. picking something up around the house, it would feel like my knee would dislocate and it would be extremely painful. And, but I would always extend my leg pain, Mm -hmm. pain, 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 pain. And then it would pop back into place and instant relief. And so, that's what happened this time i was snowboarding it popped out and but at first i was like oh this is fine i'll just stand back up and it'll re-pop in like it always does yeah but this time it didn't it just stayed out of like just dislocated and how did you get that fixed so interestingly enough i was so after that i was on crutches i couldn't walk right um so i was on crutches you know and It was embarrassing coming back to school like that. And people asking like, Oh, what happened? I was like, you know, snowboard, tried to do a backflip, uh, (laughs) 1080 off the the high ramp. Um, but we were in PE, it was ROTC. People were playing soccer and I'm just sitting on the field, you know, kind of cross-legged with my crutches on the side, waiting for the bell to ring. The bell rings and I start getting up and I unfold my legs. As I'm uncrossing my legs, it pops back into place. Mm. And just like that, I can walk. Like I just start walking. Like, I still remember first sergeant looking at me like "you f-ing piece of shit, <laughs> you, you <laughs> damn liar." I'm like, "No, no, no! I swear." Um, so was it, but uh, it still was a torn meniscus. Somehow, and I, I had to torn? get surgery. Oh. That's what that's what they told me, and I never really got a full explanation from anyone, any wow. professional, as to what the whole like dislocating thing was about.
0: That's really interesting because I had a couple of times in i think in around high school where i felt it sounds like what you're describing which is like you're like you need to pop your knee yeah and it was like i couldn't do it i just i I would try to extend it and it would get too painful and i'd give up yeah and i don't know why that happened but for some reason it resolved itself both times i didn't I, it was a mystery. I was like, right. what's, what's wrong with my knee?
1: Yeah, but you were still able to walk. Yeah. With it. So like I, mine was like debilitating. Like i could not walk, physically walk until it was popped back into place. Oof. Because extending it any more than, you know, that was uh insanely
0: painful. Uh, okay. Um, so i i don't know, my knees, my knees are probably just weird.
1: Yeah, i've got some bad joints. I've always had bad joints. But um similar to your tile whatever <laughs> the, the tile tool story i also got an injury from as a result of not listening to my parents orders mm. this was when i was in maybe middle school um and i was with a buddy of mine we were at the park and my mom actually took us and we both had our skateboards and there's this huge hill just like basically it's uh just this little sidewalk and it, it's really steep hill and there's grass on either side but it's just this really narrow sidewalk that just goes down steep and i'm mm-hmm. like you can get a lot of speed on that oh yeah and my mom told me kyle don't go down that hill <laughs> so what do i do i go down the hill
0: on on a bike
1: or on a what? skateboard sorry a skateboard. okay on a skateboard of all things and so i start going and i'm just building speed insanely fast and then i start getting the speed wobbles and i know i'm going to eat shit so I just jump off my board in an attempt to land on either patch of the grass on yeah. the side of me, yeah, yeah. and I completely miss. <laughs> and I just rolled down the cement, the hard pavement. Boom, 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 boom. And that's how I have this massive scar on my uh, arm till this okay. day. It's my biggest scar that I have. And Some, some was, serious road I rash. was cut up everywhere. I was blood just rushing down my arm. Um, and <laughs> my friend, I still remember my friend ran to get my mom Linda, Linda, Kyle went down the hill and And ate shit. (laughs) And my mom was so mad. She was so mad at me. Um, And I was so fucked up. And, like, I was trying to, like, keep it together. Like, you know, I had, like, tears in my eyes and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was trying to keep it together because I didn't want my mom to be like, I told you so. But she still did, obviously. (laughs) And and I remember there were some older like college guys like they were that were playing Ultimate Frisbee and they watched the whole thing go down yeah. and they were just laughing their asses <laughs> off at me. Dude. They were laughing so hard. I think one of them was like, You good? And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> But later that day, while I was in bed just recovering, my mom took my skateboard, broke it in half, <laughs> and threw it in the trash can. <laughs> threw it in the dumpster.
0: That's that's uh, that's heaping uh punishment on top of punishment, yeah. Yeah. but could have saved your life. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, probably. I had, you remind me of a story when I remember when razor scooters were all the rage. Yes, of course. Okay. So I was, I was very upset because I hadn't gotten one and yeah. you know, it was towards the tail end of their, their popular era. And I was like, I need to get on this. So I managed to get a knockoff razor and Uh, there was a hill in my neighborhood and I was like, I'm going to take this thing out for a spin. Now I did not have any footwear on. I was barefoot. Oh my God. Okay. And so I start going down this hill and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Uh, and it was at that moment that I learned how the brakes work on the scooter. Oh yeah.
1: Just get really hot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's just this little thin aluminum shell that presses down on the back wheel. wheel And so I start breaking. I'm like, oh, no, my foot's burning. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, no. I, I either have to burn the shit out of my foot or just. Oh, my God. That's so good. And there's there's like at the end of this hill, there's a cul-de-sac. So I'm just cr- crushing it down this hill and like, like ow, 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 breaking, breaking, breaking. Ah. And then somehow, somehow, I ended up to do enough. I managed to do enough braking that all I did was plunge into the driveway and crash into the, <laughs> the, the garage door, door of that house. <laughs> <Did> you <laughs> leave not, like a dent of yourself not, in there. Yeah, not even not even like extreme enough to dent it or anything. Nice. I just like whammed against <laughs> it, <laughs> and then I began my walk of shame. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned never went barefoot again. Exactly, exactly.
1: Cuz it's amazing I, you're alive sometimes. Like
0: I like to say in most alternate universes I am dead. You're already dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm one of the few survivors. Yeah. I have a perfect record of not dying. <laughs> yeah. You know? 100% yeah. success right. rate.
1: Yeah. That's true. A plus.
0: So I'm going to keep that rolling as long as I can.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that's a streak you want to continue. <laughs> it's a hot streak for sure. All right. Well, I think it's that time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much again for watching this episode of Super Special. Once again, Discord link in the description. Would love for you guys to join our awesome community that is continuing to grow. We have around 8,000 plus members now, which is super awesome um and uh yeah this was fun we got, i guess we'll see you guys next week
0: thanks for jumping in checking it out see yeah.
1: ya yeah.